Hello and welcome to another episode of The Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast, commentary, comedy and conversation. And today I am having another conversation with Lonica Vanderveer. I still have no idea if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but you may know her as Literature World on Instagram and YouTube. So I'll let her explain that to you as we get into that at the very beginning of this episode. Also, it does take about 10 minutes or so for us to warm up into this episode, so stick with it because it was a lot of fun and very, very interesting conversation. Now, just before we jump into that, just a reminder, as always, to subscribe, like, share and comment and rate it as highly as you can in whatever app that you use to listen to podcasts. Also, don't forget to go to the arrivingsomewhere.substack.com page and subscribe on there and with that being said let's get into the episode monica i still haven't asked you how to pronounce your last name oh <laughs> it's vandeweyer vandeweyer something like that well, i'm going with i'm going with literature world <laughs> how are you uh i'm doing fine how are you i'm fantastic um <laughs> I was trying to remember how I found you online because it's been many, it's been quite a few years that I've um, yeah. followed your account. I have no idea how I found you, but wh- uh, why did you start your channel and what's it about? I think that's the best place that we can start this conversation. Okay. So um, I started my YouTube channel because, um, well, one year before I started it, I started to read books and um, and I discovered and learned um, information, let's say, and ideas and and all these kind of things that you don't get to learn in school and in college or university. Uh, it was like a whole new world for me. And and so I was like, it, yeah, it would be great if I could share this information with the world and not just keep it to myself, you know, because that's that's a shame because it's so it's all these things are so interesting. And also when I started reading books, I, I didn't really know where to start and what to read because of course there are a lot of books and you need to distinguish the, uh, the good ones from the, the bad ones. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, and, and in the beginning I, I didn't know what to read, but then slowly I figured it out and, then I started a YouTube channel to first of all share information with the world, and then second of all, um, also help people um, with what to read, what what books to read, and um, and yeah, then uh, then slowly I I got from talking about books to talking more about topics that I just really find interesting, and now it's like a little bit of a mixture of all these things. So. But yeah, so, yeah, so I, I thought you started it because you were at university at, at the time. So you started it from kind of your curriculum that you were learning. No. So this is okay. No. <laughs> Interest, interesting. Interesting. You don't learn these things in school or in university. Yeah, wow. Okay. No, no. It's, yeah, yeah. After my bachelor's, um, then I had like two or three years in between my master's. Uh, because I went to America and then I went to Russia. And then in that time period, I uh, I had a lot of time to read. So, uh, yeah. Right, yeah. 
Yeah, but university, uh, no, the things you you learn in university are like, no. <laughs> to, to get the paper, right? Eh? That's what you're reading. So, and, and to be fair, the best way to learn is to teach it. So if you're learning it, you might as well teach it at the same time. It's, it's reinforcing. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that way, a YouTube channel was a better education than, than university. I'm sorry, what? In that way, in that regard, a YouTube channel was a better education than going to university. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I learned so much more from reading books and making videos than from being in university. You, uh, yeah. It's just, uh, I, I'm not too positive about university, so let's not go there. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. But, the other thing I wanted to to, to um, talk about up front was um, uh, Christianity <laughs> was that because you recently posted that you got baptized yeah yeah you happy to talk about that I'm sorry are you happy to talk about that oh yeah sure just, just so everybody knows uh, Lonica is in the Netherlands so if there's uh, uh, you know the two different accents that are going on here mm-hmm. um, and I just but I just thought getting to know your YouTube channel and the Christian Christian side would give people a little bit of insight into into you so how did you like you only recently got baptized yeah in uh, in september i got baptized yeah um so yeah i actually i'm actually planning on doing uh, a youtube video about my whole journey towards uh, christianity so to say oh cool so this is breaking news this is before you say so <laughs> yeah I'm it out of you. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I want to do a video on uh, how I went from atheism to a little bit into new age, eventually ending up in Christianity. Um, Because to me, it's very interesting that um, this happens to or is happening or happens to a lot of people that they, they were first atheist. And then as the whole Corona thing started... Then they be, they they got into the new age thing, the new age movement, and then eventually they found out like, uh, let's go to Christianity. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, if you want, I can I can tell you uh, a bit about it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I didn't realize you were um, atheist. I thought you were in a you know raised religious family, and then you know you kind of go into that spiritual. A lot of people go into that sort of spiritualism side of things. And it's kind of this airy, fairy, yeah, nothingness. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing grounded. Eh? It's not based on any kind of uh, truth. It's just what yeah, you that's, think. That's yeah. the new age thing. Yeah. So no, well, yeah. actually, I was, um, I was kind of raised in um, in Catholicism. You know, right, but yeah. I like not. Yeah, ugh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain. I was baptized as a baby. Then. Mm-hmm. Um, I did my Holy Communion uh, when I was uh, seven or eight years old. And, uh, yeah, that was it. We, we, some, I think, we, we, I think the worst excuse I've heard from people for debunking uh, Christianity is to say, I used to be a Christian. I was raised as a Christian as a child. It's like, well, you didn't understand anything or you had yeah. bad experiences with Christians around you. You know, it's not. Uh, understand well, I didn't understand anything about Christianity when I was a kid. You're a child. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't understand anything, but also my parents not. Like th- my parents yeah. 
are yeah. smart people, but they have no idea what Christianity is about. Um, right. They wanted to raise us, uh, like you know, they they cared about traditions, you know, but they they had no idea. They they didn't know what they were doing. Um, so yeah, I was I was raised as a Catholic, but not really. Uh, and then as a as a teenager, of course, I I was very rebellious. Well, I think I'm I have always been rebellious. Um, because I'm I'm not mainstream, you know. I I don't yeah. <laughs> I don't go uh, where where the masses go. So um, I'm like I'm the opposite <laughs> of the masses. So um, yeah, as a teenager, I was very rebellious, and and then I was also like, uh, yeah, this whole uh, going to church thing. Because once a year during Christmas, we had to go to church, and I hated it. Uh, but it's also you know like a, a Catholic church. So this is, I I recently learned that there are different types of churches, not not from different religious uh, groups, but more like I thought that every church would be about, you know, like everything kind of quiet and peaceful and, or no, peaceful, I don't know about peaceful, but with old people, you know, and everything (laughs) boring, you know. Because that yeah. that was what what I was raised in, like uh, everything boring, and I hated yeah. it. And then it was a little bit of singing, and then this this priest, and then like very serious with his his robe, and you know. Uh, and I thought every church would be like uh, like that, but I recently learned that um, yeah, th- there are very different kinds of churches. But anyway, so I was rebellious uh, against that, and. I uh, as a teenager and I, I didn't like it and I was like yeah that whole God idea is just a fairy tale to shut people up you know it's like Santa Claus you know it's like be good and uh, or otherwise you won't get good things and you know like I said yeah I, I was very arrogant as a teenager I, I think most uh, teenagers are like that <laughs> you you think you you understand things but you don't you have no idea actually but Oh, and it's worse now because they have the internet, you see. So they think that they actually do know everything because it's all on the internet. They can just look it up very quickly. Yeah, it would be that. To, just, to justify their own opinions. Or yeah, something. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. But um, yeah, so so that was, um, yeah, then I decided that uh, I was an atheist because I, I didn't believe uh, in God. And then when I was 22 years old, then I slowly came back to that conclusion and was like, mm, maybe there is something to the idea of God. Let's, let's find out. So then I, um, I got into it in a very rational philosophical way, you know, because I started reading a lot of books and I started watching Jordan Peterson lectures and I started watching Jonathan, Jonathan And, um, and I learned a lot of course, but still it was, it was more like a rational and intellectual approach. Um, and, um, and, and, but I, I really liked it. And then I, I got, and then it was 2020 and, uh, and I got into uh, new age uh, things, you know, the whole um, 
astrology and tarot cards and crystal, you know, like <laughs> all, all these things. And, but honestly, I have to admit, I, I still, uh, astrology is still a little bit my guilty pleasure, but it's not like I, I spent time to it like I used to. It's just, right, um, yeah, yeah I, I, I learned how it works and you know that's it and, but still i i think it's it's interesting to to see that you know some particular things happen you know when when the okay anyways um it's a very feminine very feminine thing to get into though because i don't i don't know any man that's that goes into that at all even on the spiritual side i just i just um, don't like, bonacci. Experience. what's that sir Sa- santos bonacci no idea Mr. Astro Theology or something? No, no idea. No, oh, you should look him no. up. So, the, okay. I, so he's also really into the new age yeah, things. But um, I uh, I binged his videos and I loved his videos. And of course, there it's very interesting. It's it's very interesting when you watch his videos because it's all about astrology and theology and history and you know, like it's very very mm-hmm. fascinating. Um, but then, yeah, eventually, um, I got more into Christianity and especially last year. And I learned that, you know, even though the whole new age thing is fascinating, it's like empty, you know, other people call it spiritual Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh yeah but it's uh it's 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 empty it doesn't have something real to offer you know it's just right. it's it's like uh and yeah i don't know i don't know how to explain it but then christianity is more grounded is more like um okay you don't need stuff you don't need skills to to be a christian you know, because in the whole new age thing, it's like, oh, uh, let's let's buy crystals and l- let's buy these cards and let's study all these the, these things. Um, and otherwise, what are you going to do? You know, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. So you you need to do the, these these particular things or buy particular things. And and Christianity says like, no, just just. It's about the content of your heart. And it doesn't matter how much money you have or how many skills you have. Right. It's not about your works and what you do. Yeah. It's about, yeah, your and, faith. And so I also figured out that so a lot of Christians and a lot of people that, that don't like Christianity, they think it's all about these rules to live by. And, of course, these rules are, are there to help us but it's not like if you don't stick to the rules you'll end up in hell or something like that doesn't work like that um even though a lot of christians think this they they have this this obsession with rules because the rules make it um how do you say that make it clear right make it uh kind of easy like as long as i stick to this rule everything will be fine Hmm. Um, like what I explained about the masculine and the feminine, the, the, the masculine is, 
um, is 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 uh, the conscience is everything is clear, you know, you know it's it's action, but the feminine is everything that's fake, it's feelings, it's you know, like you can't you can't grasp it. And that's what, what Christianity eventually also is with these rules. Okay, you can stick to the rules because it makes your life better. But eventually, it's not the rules that decide the content of your heart. It's it's the content of your heart that eventually makes you uh, enter heaven or not. But then the rules would be keeping you on the... The straight and narrow path, wouldn't it? So this, this, what, what is it? The uh, straight is the gate, narrow the way, which leads to life. No, no, no. So uh, because you don't think so? No, because so. Um, See, uh, I don't think people like rules. That's why I think people had a big backlash to Jordan Peterson when his book came out saying twelve rules <laughs> for life. Well, so is, no, okay, people so, don't like it. So, so rules, rules are nice, and and the right rules will make your life better or easier in the long run um but that is not what christianity is about because in in the new testament in the in the gospels then then jesus tells the the pharisees all the time like you hypocrites you hypocrites yeah because the pharisees are all about like oh rules 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 i stick to rules but then the content of their hearts is is false is is it's evil. It's hypocrite, you know, and and that's what Jesus tells them. Like you act like you are pious, but in your heart you are not. Yes, they're portraying the holiness to the outside, but they're doing the complete opposite. No, like, yeah, like, exactly, exactly, yeah. and that's also what you see in in those churches with people that act like they are the holiest of holiness. <laughs> yeah but but actually they're in their heart they're they're evil but so, like the whole thing of we are fallen we're sinful christianity is full of grace and love and forgiveness it's the when your heart's changed you follow well you you try to follow christ as best you can you're a fallen being but you try to follow as best you can and so i think it's the um yeah, it's, uh, like the rules are you're trying to go there anyway. Like it's not that you're I must follow these rules to get into heaven. It's that I want to follow these rules because your heart's been changed to follow Christ. Yeah. No, exactly. That's what that's what I see it. That's how yeah. I see it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the, what you're talking about is the Pharisees being the hypocrites. It's like you know all the rules and you think that you you can just do this publicly and then get into heaven. But that's when Jesus says in the Gospels that I don't know you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. It's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you came into this and now so you've kind of been, I guess, rebaptized, is that a thing? I guess they call it born again, don't they? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so as a as a baby I, I never chose to be baptized. And even sure, though yeah. being baptized <laughs> yeah. as a baby is not a bad thing, but it's not I, I no. never chose for it. So I never decided to give my heart to Jesus back then Mm -hmm. but now i decided to do this and and honestly i i didn't even know that it was a thing because uh until that moment i was like oh but i'm already baptized so i don't need to be baptized again 
And then suddenly there came this opportunity. Uh, I was like, yeah, let, let's get baptized again. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. Let, let's do it. Why not? <laughs> and uh, yeah, but, but uh, to be honest, um, I'm, I, I am struggling with um, Christianity and I, uh, and not as in like, um, how you say it, that, that my heart is not in the right place or anything, but more like, um, I, I really try to understand, um, the Bible and Jesus and God. Uh, but you know, like my, my approach, I'm, a uh, yeah, in the end, I let, this is like my, my masculine side. I, I like to rationalize things. I like to understand things in a rational way. Um, and you're a rebel. Yeah. <laughs> but eventually that's not what Christianity is about. Like I said, um, it's from a whole different level. And so, yeah, I, uh, I need to adopt this, this new way of thinking and this new way of interpreting, interpreting the things that I read, you know, mm. and it's, it's not just reading the Bible. It's also, you know, praying and, you know, actually surrender your heart. And, you know, that's, uh, so it, it, there are a lot of things that, um, yeah, I, uh, I try to that's, figure that's, out. It's interesting because I've, I've heard and I've found the same thing is that when you, uh, become Christian or come back to Christianity, depending on where you were in your, in your life, is that you feel more sinful than you've ever felt ever because of the things that you've done and now that you've surrendered to to Christ and all that kind of thing that you are going to feel you'll feel joy and love but you'll you'll remind yourself about the things that you have done and do do and then you know it's just it, it doesn't feel good and then there's also I think it was Chesterton this is a, a church service probably a couple of months ago um, the priest said Chesterton a quote from Chesterton was uh, Christianity comforts the afflicted and afflicts the comfortable. So it, it it makes you, if you're living a decent life, you know, a good life, you're having fun and all that kind of thing, and then you become a Christian, it's not easy. It's not going to be easy at all. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. But I don't... Because it's putting, it's putting responsibility on you. Yeah. You know, you've just it's hard and like you said the yeah i just i I do think that people don't like being told what to do and there are it is a way of living yeah but but is it like for me uh it was um it was this whole journey towards it and and in on this journey i already changed a lot so when mm. I compare myself to a few years ago, um, yeah, when I was like 21 years old, I was partying a lot. I was drinking a lot. Well, actually, not a lot, but for me, a lot <laughs> because yeah, I, yeah. I can't stand alcohol. <laughs> but, um, uh, so, yeah, I, I was doing that. Um, and I was... 
I was a lot in my in my pride, you know. I was struggling with that. I was always uh, ending up in conflict with people. And I guess a lot of times it was because of my pride. Um, yeah, you know, I was I was struggling a lot. And, and so during the last years, I, I changed a lot about myself. So then um, from the moment I got baptized, not much changed actually. Because I was already kind of there, you know? Right, yeah. 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 <laughs> Does that, but, that so, make sense? <laughs> yeah. But, it, yeah, it, and it, but it does happen. Like, it happens like the click of a finger when, you know, you, your heart's changed towards it. It's not a – I know it can be gradual, gradual, but once once you're there, it just happens. It does, it's not necessarily once you're baptized, then suddenly – you're this perfect Christian, you know, living this. No, 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 no. But it's it's also not like I uh, I am living a very sinful life or anything. But I I do I mm. do realize um, more about uh, you know like sinful behavior. Um, mm. I I do think about that more. Like also, you know, um, one thing that's hard for me is to forgive people. Yeah, <laughs> because I can hold grudges like there's no tomorrow, <laughs> and I am. I got. I became aware of it, and now I'm like, okay, so there are some people. I just, ugh, I can't stand. Um, but then I need to tell myself, okay, these people also need Jesus. Pray for them. And try to wish the best for them, and I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I I want bad things to happen to them, <laughs> but they're like, no, no, you, you know. So so this is so this is some kind of struggle that I I I try to be that, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, but deep down, I like, <laughs> yeah, no, you mean, and it's funny because uh, there was a saying i heard last week it said remember that everybody you see god looks at with love like god loves everybody <laughs> so then you start to get angry about so it's like okay i can get angry about what they did but if i'm going to hold on to hatred towards somebody regardless of who they are that all that's doing is affecting me yeah so, no yeah exactly uh, that's true so that's why you need to forgive people but it's not incredibly easy. difficult yeah. yeah incredibly difficult yeah yeah it is and considering the last two and a half years of what's gone on that's a real test for a lot of people but i've also found that over the last two and a half years a lot of people have come back to god which is really interesting it's like oh these people are our leaders our politicians they're all they're they're tyrants they want power what's above them well they don't think anybody's above them well whoever's pulling their strings is above them whatever the elites are these days whoever they are but I think a lot of people thought, no, there's something deeply wrong, deeply wrong here. And they went and found something, you know, above it all, which is really lovely. I think it's it's been used for, it's been tragedy. It's just been an awful tragedy for two and a half, three yeah. years. But it's yeah, but, it's but, been used in a way for for good in, other, in, in another sense. 
Yeah, but that's also what what is in the Bible, right? What what God does to uh, it was Job, right? That he took away everything that he possessed. Mm, yeah. And then yeah, so um yes, yeah, so, sorry, I'm I'm just skipping like <laughs> my mind goes fast right. in my mouth. So yeah. so yeah, I was thinking like okay, so in the past two years, like before, everybody was quite comfortable, right? In their lives. They were kind of yep. hypnotized in their lives, you know, like uh, every day going to work, doing their things and never really thinking about, uh, about anything actually. Well, of course, some people, they, they do think about things, but, but most people, they were like, oh yeah, I'm in my safe little world doing my things and, you know, every day. And they, they didn't consider that one day it all might change, you know? Yeah. But funnily enough, I was, I have been preparing myself for this since years, actually, because I always kept in mind, like, yeah, during World War Two, and you know these revolutions in the Soviet Union and in Iran, and you know, and all those countries where there were revolutions, it's just from one to, from one moment to the other, it's like. You, you lost everything, you know. Also, hmm. you know, that's a Lenin quote too. That, that uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Is, uh, is Vladimir Lenin, Soviet Union? He said, "Some uh, decades go by where nothing happens, and then weeks go by where decades happen." It's exactly the, the same thing. It's just like snap, everything changes. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so it was. Yeah, sorry, I had to add that. In. Yeah. So imagine for those aristocrats back then in the Soviet Union, then from one moment to the other, it was like, okay, there is no such thing anymore as uh, private property. So everything you own is not yours anymore. So we are going to live in your beautiful house right now, and there's nothing you can do about it. You know. So like from one moment to the other, it's like, so so I for, for, since years i don't know actually when it started i i started to prepare myself like okay so i could lose all my things from one moment to the other so i i shouldn't get attached to things to material stuff Hmm. because i could lose it all um, but you know, like when I read books and the knowledge, I, I can't lose it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, invest in things that you can't lose and also your faith in God. So then, I, so yeah. Okay. So everybody was living their comfortable life and not thinking that they, they could, uh, once lose it all. And, you know, they, they never really considered it. Everybody thought they were safe, but then the whole Corona shit happened and then everything changed. Something that if you would tell people a year in advance, like this is going to happen next year with lockdowns and curfews and things like that, and uh, and you are getting broke, and you know, they they of course they wouldn't believe you. But but it happens, and mm. and I believe this is only the war. This was the warming up, because it's going to get worse. I'm prepared. I hope that it's not going to get worse, but I am preparing myself mentally for the time that things will be worse. Um, and and to me, it makes sense then that people start to fall back on Christianity. Why? Because like I said, 
when you accept Christ in your heart and when you have faith in God, that is not something anyone can take away from you. So that's your stability. So you can't put your faith in things anymore, in, in money uh, or your job or anything else, because you just experienced that you could lose it all whenever the state wants it. So then you you find something, which is God, Christ, that nobody can take away from you. So it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and and especially when you find out what money actually is and how it was created, and it's, it's, it's really nothing. <laughs> it's 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 yeah. nothing. It's but nothing. people have a lot of our society is geared towards it, geared towards materialism, and and that's the whole shunning of God. And you hear Peterson talk about Nietzsche saying, you know, God is dead and we killed him, and it was a warning from the late eighteen hundreds. And then look what happened in the Soviet Union. Look what happened in Nazi Germany, Mao China, uh, Cambodia. And then even in our countries, it's not so much that we're being uh, mass slaughtered or or rounded up, although that could easily happen in any country, as you've seen if you just study history. But it's our ours is more of a brave new world style. Hey, we've all got stuff. We can all go out and have fun. And that's how they kind of keep us you know, under control, so yeah. to speak. It's just the, just the idea behind our society anyway. Yeah. There's nothing behind it. It's very shallow, very shallow. It is, it is. Um, but I always think that right now we're in some kind of mixture of Brave New Worlds and 1984. Hmm. Um, Could easily I, slip into 1984 completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's it's some kind of mixture, like, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so, 90, uh, so, Brave New World is about um, pleasures. You know, everything uh, offer people pleasure, so they won't care about other things, right? So, it's you feed the vices. Eh? It's just feeding those vices. Yeah, 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 exactly. But then, um, nineteen eighty four is about force and and and. Um, how you say that? That, that that things are forbidden, and yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. boot to the face. It's it's eighty four, nineteen eighty four is the boot to the face, and whereas Brave New World's the do what you want, and will allow you to have as much pleasure as possible, yeah. and control you that way. Yeah, but and and I feel like what what it is right now is that like okay, we try to distract you with all these pleasures, you know, watch your Netflix and you know, play your Spotify. Uh, but as soon as you don't fall into that trap, as soon as you see things for what they are, then, then it changes more towards 1984. Because yeah, okay, you, you cause a reaction. Yeah. So, okay. So, for example, um, people uh, so on, so on social media, people are watching cat videos and that's fine that's fine cat videos and dog videos <laughs> um so so that's that's brave new world right uh, it's it's the pleasures it's it's the meaninglessness uh, and um and and then then you uh, pop up yeah literature as, world's face pops yeah. up says, well actually yeah as <laughs> your soon pride as you is killing start, me. yeah, yeah as, <laughs> as soon as you start to put up content that is 
about something, you know, about criticizing the government or anything, then you'll see that you get censored. And not immediately, but like, you know, there are enough people that, that have shadow bans. And, you know, there there is such a thing as censorship. And they don't censor the people that share cat videos. They no. censor the people yeah. that share things about the governments and, you know, who's pulling the strings. Um, and why would they censor that? You know, like, if it is all yeah. nonsense, then you, you don't need to censor it. But But they censor it. Uh, so then it changes into 1984, right? Then it's yeah, about yeah. force and restrictions. And and it, it will get worse, of course, because it's just the beginning. But Because it never yeah. goes from, um, uh, from total freedom into total captivity or tyranny. No, it's just, it's a, it's a slippery slope. So mm. the, the best, uh, or the funniest, pushback i had on something i said politically was a friend saying to me what gives you the right to criticize our politicians our leaders when you're not qualified and i thought these people aren't qualified either they they didn't do anything they've never started businesses they're not law- they're not anything they just went into politics you know and and now they think that they can rule over us except they're just the puppet they are up there willing to do whatever it takes to have power quote you know quote unquote because it's it, again, it's shallow power. It's not their decisions being made. It's big corporates and, and whoever else is behind all of that. And it just made me laugh. I was like, what gives you the right to criticize? Instead of arguing against whatever I was saying at the time, I just remember this person saying this one thing. And it was, what gives you the right to criticize them? <laughs> wow. It's a, but you know, like, it's a weird thing to say. I, I can't even talk to people like that because their world is no. yeah. so different from mine that yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I don't I don't see any use in talking to them because but then see this is what's a slippery slope for us is that then the the pride starts to come into it you know I'm not I'm not saying no, you have to go out of your way to it, to talk it, to people like that. No, it's it's not it's not pride. Do you mean par- pride from our side to say like, okay, there's no use in talking to you? Yeah, it's it begins that slippery slope of starting to look down on people. But see, one of your videos was really interesting because you said it, it's very hard for someone living in a particular paradigm to talk to somebody else living in another paradigm, and yeah. that was like, yeah, okay, that's it. So instead of me getting, we still get angry, but instead of holding on to the anger, it's like just realize where they are. Um, yeah. you were there a few years ago so don't be too judgmental of that person doesn't mean you like what they said but it's just trying to find like, I, I'm like I'm like you I don't go out of my way to engage with people like that but if it happens I'm just trying to find a way to you know to, to navigate through it and maybe to plant a seed but then again I'm trying to I do my best now to just to try and listen to to people of all walks of life because there's usually something there that will make you think that there's some kind you know even even the people even this even the person that said to me what gives you the right to criticize the leaders that there is still there's something in these people that you know it's uh, there's just yeah. me trying to humble myself because i'm so concerned about getting too egotistical and prideful and that kind of thing yeah i understand yeah no yeah well, to me, it's like, it's often, so yeah, like, 
like you know, I I read a lot of books, and there are many subjects that I'm very very profoundly into, and I have read a lot about it. I have thought a lot about it. Uh, I have spent a lot of time and energy into understanding these topics, and it's not just one topic. It's like I believe Jordan Peterson also said something like that. That it's like um, that it's that's why he always takes a lot of time to answer a question because there there's the question is about this but but also about everything around it you know it's not just, yeah. just that that one thing it's not <laughs> yeah. it's, it's this whole world around it if you really want to understand it um and so yeah, you're coming at it from the macro rather than this one little thing yeah yeah it's like yeah. it's it's never just an isolated thing like for example um politics it's not just about political strategy. Such a word again. Strategies. Strategies. (laughs) Just remember she's Dutch. It's a (laughs) bit of grace. Some some words are just, you know, I'm struggling with it. But uh, strategies, right? Uh, It's a, a big part of politics is psychology. And you, you need to understand. And, and also, you know, philosophy and also you know like there there's a lot about it so so it's it's always like a, a big thing and and then someone comes up to me and then asks me about the very 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 starts about a topic that is huge you know and that I spent so much time and effort on to to understand this and then someone comes to me like, oh, but how do you, why do you believe in God? You know, like, it's yeah. <laughs> very tale. Like, yeah. oh, no, I, I don't even know where to start, you know. And, and how then, much time do you have? Y- yes. It's basically that. <laughs> but also, like, my time, and, and it's, not, it's not a prideful thing, but my time is valuable, you know. Hmm. And, and also the Bible says... Uh, don't throw pearls to the swines. Yes. Yeah? So, of course, when someone is interested into hearing what I have to tell them, I I will tell them. I will explain them. But they need to be open-minded and they need to be willing to hear me out. And, you know, they can ask questions and things like that. But when it is from a a judgmental perspective, I just say that uh, when they, they come from a from a judgmental place, uh, only to prove you wrong with their small conclusion based on nothing except for s- society with their emptiness. You know, like it's and I'm not saying it out of pride, but it's just an observation. Um, yeah. That you know, like they're they're watching Netflix all the time. They're listening to to Spotify, and and they they don't they never read a book. And then and then they judge me about all these these ideas. You know, like um. So yeah, like I said, when someone is open minded, yeah, I'm I I do uh, want to give them my time and my energy, but I'm not going to throw pearls to the swines. If they don't want to hear it, if they only want to prove me wrong based on nothing, 
then you know I'm not going to waste my my energy and my time to that. Yeah. I used to do it well, by I, I used to do that, and I learned that you shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the um. Well, I should be very grateful that you're giving me your pearls of wisdom. You see, so that's actually uh, really lovely of you, Lonica. Uh, see, I, you're right with that, but then it comes to the intellectuals and those that are. Can I call it? It's become a religion. Science has become a religion rather than a tool. So call it scientism. People get annoyed with me for calling it scientism, but they're the ones that believe the science, which you did a video on recently. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Those conversations I find because it's the paradigm thing too. You're living, you're talking two different, two people living in two different paradigms, talking to each other, not saying, you know, they're not ignorant, but what I find with more of the intellectual side, the science side is that they, they sneer at the Bible. They sneer at the, the unseen, so to speak at God. And when it comes to things like the Bible, they'll try and debunk it immediately. Dismiss it is probably a better word without understanding it. Whereas I think people more religious, religiously inclined Christians, whatever I I can look at science in a more objective way and see where they're trying to come from. Okay. Does that make sense? You know, you know what I mean? But I find that the other way is, is taken they look at you like you're a fool, and the the and, and it's the look on the face too. You can see it immediately, and you're like, "Wow, it, it's it's kind of a hatred." Of course, but that's also and what it, the Bible says. Yes, yes. but it, but it's the swine that you know. It's like, how do you? Because sometimes those conversations can be very interesting, but you're often going to be dealing with somebody that's angry, and. That's when I think your more discernment and nuance comes in in that regard in a different way, because there's there's ignorance and there's people living in a comfortable like watching Netflix just want, just ignore all the everything. I'll do what you tell me to do. I'll do what the the politicians tell me to do. Go along with all the mandates without a thought in the world. They know what's best. Don't worry about it. But when it comes to the scientism world, it's a different beast. Not really. You don't think so? I, I think it's that other people just want to dis, like dismiss you, kind of mock you, and move on. No, if they if they would actually get into subjects and if they would actually try to understand, then they might understand. But most of those um, science worshippers, they. Um, they they do they actually get into subjects? Do they actually try to understand it, or is it more like no? Okay, science <laughs> says this, so I believe this, and science says this, so I believe this, and it's very rational I read somewhere that the Bible says this, and I can't um, I can't put the the science and the Bible then together, and even though I never read the Bible, but I. Uh, uh, I read something about science or I read the scientific paper. And so, yeah, you know, like, and even, even though when, when someone is a scientist and they, they do research and things like that, they're only in that little world, you know, and still when they go home in the evening, 
they watch Netflix. <laughs> and it's not like uh, Netflix is evil or anything, but it's more like to to give you to paint a picture of because I also watch Netflix, <laughs> of course. Yeah. But I but I spend a lot of time reading, and um, and I doubt if that that those people will read those those kind of ideas that you know that that are different hmm yeah uh, def- definitely what i've encountered is it's a there's a lot of nihilism in that yeah. world and because there's no meaning like in your video about science you even said it's like there's a lot of like they can't say yes this is for certain basically any anything because it's you've always got to leave the possibility of you know interpretation with all these science experiments and research and whatever it is that they're doing but the nihilism and it's not like there's a lot of scientists that are christians or religious there's a lot of them more so going through the centuries than compared to now but um it's just and even talking about netflix it's really interesting because i well i don't have netflix now but i used to watch i have other things that i watch but any show that is focused on you can just see where it's going with nihilism and it just nothing it's just very hollow very hollow so there's a lot of shows that i can't watch and there's a lot of shows that aren't even based in reality like that new lord of the rings where (laughs) i tried to watch the first episode and it's galadriel is just the dominant warrior you know just taking out a big troll and all this it's just all these things in the world just in in our society where there's no depth is i guess where i'm trying to go with this there's no depth and also it's not based in reality like they're trying to they're trying to swap things around like the females the male the, the masculine mm-hmm. the, the 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 man has to be more like just step back and i'm an, the man's often portrayed as a buffoon if you've noticed in the last sort of decade male characters main male characters often are mm-hmm. the idiots causing problems particularly if they're white male characters it's it's funny like, it's funny when now when i see it I, I just i laugh at it i don't watch anymore but i used to get angry about it because i thought where's why are we just purely mocking men and particularly white men in these stories it's just um i don't know the, there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of shelliness monica and a lot of uh bullshit i know but that's why i the most i don't know like so many modern movies and shows i i just can't watch i i don't know and and now there's a but now there seems to be a there's always a backlash from these things like a rebound effect and then you you actually do start to get into this masculine stuff where it's like that's you know it's a little bit too far <laughs> like, but it's just trying to you know because the opposite reaction all that kind of thing yeah with the chat thing <laughs> do you mean that yeah that kind of thing where you go okay now you're just trying to overcompensate yeah for something that they've tried to attack Instead of just being, I mean, what's the the meek shall inherit the earth? It's from the Bible, and, and Peterson even says it. And he's and it's basically for those that uh, learn how to use the sword but keep it sheathed will inherit the world. Yeah, you know. But now we've gone from this tearing down of masculinity, and then there's that reaction to now I'm going to be hyper masculine, even though I'm not really masculine, but I'm going to portray it. It's almost like the Pharisees portraying that they're holy. You got all these men portraying that they're these big masculine, go out and I don't know, fight and do whatever they're doing. It's just yeah. it's very strange. Yeah. It's strange to witness just to sit there and just to watch all of this. That's why social media to me is fascinating. 
I like it because I've met a lot of really lovely people like yourself, but it's really fascinating to watch the behavior of even just going into comments without even commenting on anything yourself. It's, it's, it's a strange world. Very strange world. I love to read the comments. Yeah. <laughs> More entertaining than Netflix. This other day, oh, I, I went to the, the Instagram page of Greta Thunberg. Uh, you know, that climate girl. Mm-hmm. And then I... Swedish. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I read the comments. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that'll be, that'll be an experience. It was funny. <laughs> Well, she's, you know, she's, what is she, 19 or 20 now? Because nobody liked her on there. Yeah, they were all very negative. But, and of course, it's sad because, you know, it's a girl and, you know, like she has things. But then on on the other hand, like, uh, okay. (laughs) Because she's an adult now. I find it sad because she was a kid and used clearly by radicals to push an agenda. And when she got this, a couple of interviews I've seen of her when they've asked asked kind of tough questions and she can't answer them. And it's because she doesn't have any knowledge about the situation. She's no. just been thrown up there. Now suddenly everyone's praising her. Then she's put in front of all these world leaders and all the world leaders have to act like this girl is important and know, and she's like the, the almost yeah, the but, climate messiah, right? Yeah, but, you know, like it's it's a very, very normal thing to use children in propaganda. Yeah, that's, that's, absolutely. That's what they always do. But I feel sorry for her in that regard. Now, yeah, no, now she's an, now she's an adult. Well, an adult. She's nineteen. That to me is not an adult in the modern age. But um, now she's an adult. It's yeah. It's I don't know. She's been damaged from all of this, and it's not good. So I find it. A lot of the comments are funny, but I, I do find it. I don't want to be the, the sort of person that piles on on that. But I understand where the comments are coming from. Yeah, no. To me, it's just it's it's funny to read that people people are not believing it. People yeah. are not, uh, you know, they're not falling for that for 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 the bullshit narrative. But see, that's usually when those pages turn off the comments. Yeah, <laughs> because they have to. You, you notice that with media, <laughs> but but see, I think there's a lot of stuff online that is just purely fake it's it's bots and whatever talking to each other and there's a lot of comments designed there'll be bad actors there'll be deep state people going in there trying to cause up you know racial hatred and if you just see it with every single thing especially if a video goes popular there'll be some comment designed to make as many people angry and to stir up an argument Mm. and to me that's very very suspicious i know it happens anyway but I, I don't know. I'm just I question how much of the internet is actually real people commenting, rather than just some kind of uh, design to to make us be be fighting and, and to look over here. Hey, you should hate each other because you're black and white. Rather than uh, maybe we should be concentrating on them trying to put in a totalitarian system. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, yeah, divide exactly. and conquer. Is that's, that's actually also what I notice with uh, some of these people that that do see through some of the lies. Like they they don't believe in the whole Corona thing. They don't believe in the whole climate thing. But they let themselves be distracted by the futile, stupid things like. Oh, look what Greta Thunberg said, or oh, look what this mm. person said. Oh, and then they they go along with the outrage, and I'm like, 
why would you spend energy? Like, can't you see that this, they this is exactly what they want? They want you to spend your energy in in these stupid things, in these stupid arguments. And then people they they go in the comments and they they comment on things, and then they they spend all so so much time and energy to stupid things. And I'm like, mm. yeah, but why? <laughs> but those stupid things are also then rewarded by the algorithm. So you you are the first to get your video, your breaking video about whatever the latest controversy is. Matt and Lonica arguing, you know, whatever we're talking about, whatever the latest controversy is, that algorithm is going to reward the people getting those videos up. And it's, again, just feeding that loop of, I don't know, feeding, feeding the bullshit into the distraction. Yeah. So it feels yeah. like a design. It might not be designed that way. It might just be an unintended consequence of these algorithms and our human nature. But people like a good, people like drama and they like drama they can understand and that they can just sit back and they're not part of it, but they can have a little, you know, have a little nibble of it and then get their fix and then step back and be like, ooh. But they don't like to understand complicated things. They don't, well, even or meaningful things not so much complicated but even meaningful things you know it's that's what's hard about social media is that you, like people like you yourself will put out a video where you're thinking through stuff or peterson that's what's surprising actually about peterson getting so big so popular but it what his biblical series is what really pushed him out into the world yeah and yeah. i think it was yeah. because there was de- desire for for meaning and purpose and through him, people have found God, which is what I have a, have a few problems with some Christians that criticize Peterson because I say, you're criticizing a man who's brought tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of people back to the church. You know, how can you criticize that? Yes, he's wrong on some things, but you're criticizing a You know what I can't get good... my head around? How he just fell for the whole corona thing. I just yes, although I, a bit of grace because of how he was in where was he Russia or something in a hospital for like a year and yeah, then he no, came out of it. Doesn't matter. Like the, he so he, read, <laughs> he probably came out of it on stuff. He read Solzhenitsyn, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. he read about. He's always warning about totalitarian systems. He knows yeah. like okay, I um I I read Hannah Arendt. I I made videos about Hannah Arendt about the origins of totalitarianism, and. And as soon as as the whole Corona thing started, I recognized it immediately. Like, oh my God, this is what Hannah Arendt is talking about. I rec- mm. and 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 Peterson, he has read so much more than I ever did. I just started, and he is like, <laughs> yeah, he has, he has been so many years doing this. And so you're and differentiating between pre-covid peterson and post-covid peterson and i can i completely agree with you my my grace there is that he was in some sort of hospital when it started but i know what you mean now it's kind of like there there's a there's a difference between the man before all of this and then when he got sick and after well actually so i do i do agree with you though i i didn't really follow him anymore because i i was kind of mm. i was disappointed in him because yeah, yeah, yeah. he he went along with the whole corona thing, so I was like, yeah. you know, and 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 it's you know it's so fascinating because um, th- there's this this man I know and he he uh, has a PhD 
on the subject of totalitarianism, right? And okay. he's uh, <laughs> and he went along with all the. He went along with it. <laughs> and I just I can't wrap my head around it, and 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 so then for to me a conclusion is so so this whole thing is is by no means about intelligence. You know, no. it's not like only when you are intelligent, you're going to see through the bullshit. No, it has nothing to do with intelligence. But then when you, when you know about how to do their system works and you still fall for it when it happens. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then Peterson also, he said like, yeah. And the whole thing that we learned about, about Nazism is that you are the Nazi and I am the Nazi. And, and now I'm like, yeah. And what did we learn from the Corona thing? Yeah. We, we learned who the Nazis are. <laughs> and I, yeah. and I think it's a horrible thing to say because I don't want to jump to such horrible conclusions, but deep down, I feel like this, like, like that was it, you know? The, the state driving people crazy, making them anxious and and putting um, neighbor against neighbor, so to say. And and so many people just went along with it. Which is how all of it starts too. And all of those totalitarian yeah. systems, all of the all of the tyranny is you, you pit neighbor against neighbor, that's where it begins. <laughs> and and yeah, and you're right though, fear and anxiety and people just want to go back to that safe space. Yeah. And then you can control them. But see, so you say that person has a PhD in totalitarianism, they um, w- were afraid and then went yeah. with the narrative and went with the mandates and went with everything. Yeah. I mean, at some point, at some point in Austria, didn't they say that everybody must be jabbed and if you're not, you will be fined? Or we're going to forcibly jab you. Wasn't that happening in Austria? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of all places. Yeah, they were. They were forced. <laughs> they were forced <laughs> to get vaccinated, uh, and otherwise they they would risk fines, indeed. And and if they wouldn't pay the fines, they would uh, they would uh, be in jailed. Yeah, I think there was enough of them to, that went against it that actually stopped that from happening. But it was definitely on the cusp of happening. But they announced it, yeah, but it, I don't think it happened. It was there for a few months, I believe. And then they, uh, but then they never actually, I believe it went that went like this, that they never really had legal ground for it. So they, they could never actually pull it off, even though they said like, from now on, it's like this and this. But that that's also a trick that they use, right? They um, They say like, okay, so from now on this is forbidden but it's not they just say it you know they have mm. there's no law that 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 is saying that um there is no policeman that is enforcing that law they just announce like from now on this is the rule and you're going to stick by it and so many people just go along with it and then and then when you, and this is also a totalitarian strategy strategy uh <laughs> so when uh when you then don't go along with the rule then your neighbors will tell you they will force you 
to stick with the rule, you know, for example, mm-hmm. the whole social distancing thing, you know, yeah. they, they will tell you which direction to walk and how to keep the distance. And, and if you, when you don't want that, then you get a social problem, not a legal problem, a social problem. Yeah, and then they gaslight you by saying, no, no, we didn't actually mean, like, you know, the government or whoever put the rules in place later on a year, a year down the track. No, we didn't mean that. We never said that. What are you talking about? Yes, of course yeah. we did. <laughs> but the, the social pressure thingy is interesting because that's, uh, like the particular guy at a, at a petrol station here, I was quite friendly with. Mm-hmm. And one day he just kind of stopped talking to me and I didn't. I don't even click why because I've had I didn't go along with the mask thing for like for the first few weeks I was like okay I guess this is what we're doing we're wearing masks and so everyone was wearing masks at work and then after about a month I was like this is stupid and I've looked into it more and it doesn't make any sense it's purely a tool of fear Uh, so I from that point on never wore one again right so that was for two years everyone's wearing these masks and I'm not so of course you're getting the social pressure you probably had the same um, same thing and this guy at, at the petrol station again we got quite friendly to go in there see him quite a few days of the week and now will not talk to me at all yeah because purely i he knew i wasn't going along with what i was being told to go along with so i'm somebody that you can't engage with anymore because you don't want to be seen <laughs> talking to the guy that was not doing the right thing, which is, goes into virtue signaling, which goes into the ego, which goes into actually something else I wanted to talk to you about, but we're kind of going over time now, is uh, narcissism. So we're going to have to do all of this again because I wanted to talk to you about narcissism. Yeah. I wanted to talk to you about the, uh, what is it, Mirror for Narcissists, the book that you that you went through. Yeah. All of that is really, really interesting, but I will be respectful of your time, Lonica, and we can book in yeah, another I, I want session. to add one, one little... Uh, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> we were just talking about because this is just um, genius. So, um, you know, they, they use some kind, um, they use psychology to, to, to get you to do these things, to, to put neighbor against neighbor, you know, like it, it's, it's hmm. psychological tr- tricks that they use, right? But you can turn it around because, you know, we can use the same tricks. But you have to be uh, creative about it. So, so I have this friend, and oh, she she is a genius. She's like, oh, she's just a she's she's a real warrior. Uh, she's a lawyer, and um, and she told me that <laughs> during the whole Corona thing, then she was not wearing a mask, of course not. And then um, a, pl- a policeman. Uh, he came to her and he said, um, uh, you are not wearing a mask, so I'm going to give you a fine. And then she said, that's interesting, because according to this law and this law, and, and then she, she actually printed th- those, those laws. For- <laughs> <laughs> um, I have the right to blah, blah, blah. And then also with the, the hard words, you know, but she's, she's very, she's a lawyer. She's very clever and she knows all these words, but she can also play with it because she knows that the policeman doesn't know the exact meaning of these words. So she can just 
pick all these laws and right, then, yeah. you know she, she can drive him crazy with those laws and then and then and then she said um so um so yeah okay if you want to give me that fine give it to me come on give it to me but first i want to know your name yeah what's your name because i'm going to sue you and how much money do you make a month because i doubt uh if you would be able to pay uh the um, the what's the word the when you lose uh, a court case Pay a fine or a reparation or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, she said, I, I doubt if you have the money to to pay me when you lose that court case. So right. give give me the fine and give me your name. And then he was like, No, no, I'm sorry, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, you can you can actually turn it around and um and you can bluff a lot. You know, and, and that's also that's what I did during the corona time. I did a lot. I also no, I realized, I realized a long time ago that people don't know what they are doing. Children know, they, they understand better what they are doing than adults. Adults, they're bluffing all the time. Mm. They have mm. no idea what they're doing. <laughs> Which yeah, is well, terrifying when you grow up and realize what's going on. You're like, yeah. Oh, we're just all winging it. We're just all winging it now. Okay. Yeah. So when, when you are a child, you, you are under the impression that, that adults actually know what is going on and know what they're doing, but they're not. They, they have, adults have no idea what they're doing. And so everybody yeah. is bluffing. Everybody is doing their things. And, you know, it's like, oh, as long <laughs> as I get paid every month for things that I don't, I don't understand at all, then, you know, it's fine. And, yeah. and so... Um, and I, I realized that. So then bluffing, that is why bluffing really works. Because as long as I am cocksure of my case, then then they're like, oh, okay. But but she, she okay, so then then it will be right. If she says it like this and it's, it's all be fine. Then, uh, you know, that because they don't know, but they assume that I know. You know, so so that is why it works to just show them a picture, you know, a drawing of something and say like, oh, but uh, um, I don't have to wear a face mask. Uh, I, I have an exemption uh, for this, so uh, I don't have to wear it. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. You can walk on, <laughs> you know, <Yes. laughs> I even in the airplane, it, you know what I did in the airplane? No. Okay, so. I uh, um, I sh- I showed them so I I th- there was this this thing you could print from the website. This is also something crazy. So so the government had this this form that you could print and you, you could fill out like okay I don't have to wear a face mask because of medical reasons. Um, and same I- thing in New Zealand, except it was way simpler. It was just print out thing. Even if you had a medical reason. It's like it was just this card. It was like okay. Yeah, first, first yeah. we had this, this this little car thing that this was it said nothing, but then eventually that that didn't really count anymore. Then you you needed this 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 paper printed out, and and then said okay, and I can prove um, my medical condition. It didn't say that that you had to prove what medical condition, but I can prove a medical condition by medication. And so um, I printed these these forms, and I took medication with me, and uh, it was allergy pills. 
And uh, and so I entered the plane and, and then they said, uh, oh, you, you need to put on your face mask. I, I said, uh, no, because I, uh, I I have an exemption. Declar- I have a form that says that I, I, don't, I can't wear one. Oh, oh, then I need to see that. And usually it's enough when you say, oh, I have a form. And then you just show them whatever papers and they're, they're like, okay, fine, fine. <laughs> but this, yeah. this stewardess, she wanted to see it. And, and she said, oh, okay, so um, what medication do you have then? And, um, I was, and I said, well, here it is. And, and it, it's called fexofenadine. And it's like this, this word. And it's, what, what does it mean? Nobody knows. So um, so then she was like, oh, yeah, well, a colleague of mine, she, she works in, an, uh, uh, in, a, in a drugstore. So I, I will get her and she will be able to, to judge this. <laughs> I was like, wow. what? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so I was like, "Oh shit, maybe my my jerk is not going to work." If if this woman actually knows what what it is, and she said, "Oh yeah, it's allergy pills," and I said, "Yes, that's right." She said, mm-hmm. "Okay, it's all fine. You don't have to wear a face mask." <laughs> I was like, "Wow, nice. what a crazy time to 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 live through, where a stewardess can ask you about your medical medical history." It's, uh, it's so crazy, is it? But but maybe the mind. it also would have worked if I would have just said like, no, that's none of your business. Um, the problem is, is that sure, but we'll talk to you while your flight's leaving. You know, that's the, airlines had a had a real power over people at that point, and I think airlines were used for in that way. Whatever mandates or dictates were were given to them from above them, somebody got to the airlines. And yeah. said, "This is what we're doing," and and they were the they were the real they were the toughest place that you saw all over the world. All these videos were airlines with a they cracked down on people. Yeah, they had problems in the supermarkets and stuff, but the airlines were really the the top yeah. of the bunch. <laughs> it came to what, what, in my opinion, was standing out a lot during the whole Corona thing was the obsession with going on vacation and taking the plane. I never realized that people are so obsessed with it. And I was like, what? what why? Yeah. Well, you, though you have to understand in New Zealand, we are in sort of out of the way in the Pacific. So if we actually want to go to another country, flights are crucial. <laughs> it's not just driving. Yeah, but, but still, like, is your life so miserable that you really want to get away so badly for two weeks in a year? That like, mm. uh, yeah, true. I, I can I can have my t- my time off here just around. You know, I I don't I don't mind. I don't need to go necessarily to Thailand or, you know. Yeah. I, in fact, a lot of people find that very stressful. What in the first place? So the holiday becomes the stress. Oh yeah. You're trying yeah. to get away from stress, yeah. but you're causing <laughs> stress. Well, yeah, and there. and also to me it went. Um, so when I. Uh, I took that uh, that flight to to Spain. Then mm-hmm. I I felt like cattle. Like yeah. all these all these people lined up and you know put together and then you know and then you and then they they can touch you wherever they want. There's no privacy. They mm-hmm. they can search your luggage. Um, yep. You you're like cattle. And then all these people so excited, like, oh, we're going on vacation. I was like, this is terrible. If it is like this, 
uh, then I don't I don't want to take a plane ever again. I will take the car. It doesn't matter how far I need to drive. But uh, yeah, and of course here it's different than in New Zealand. I get that, but. Yeah. But still, like it's it's horrible. I don't want to be treated like that. I don't. Where's your self respect if you if you go yeah. along with it although, so easily? Although you have given me a good business idea, is cattle prods, but for airlines, for people, right? So we're going into this 1984 world. They're going to need cattle prods for when they're putting us into trains and 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 planes. It's a great business idea. Along, you said they're treated like cattle, so someone's going to have to provide these. Pushing, you know what cattle prods are? The what? Cattle prods. No. You know those things where they burn cows and oh, get them to move. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's my business idea. You see, so it's a terrible, it's a terrible joke that clearly went over your head. That's all right. I did, uh, one thing I want to say before we go is that it's interesting when the masks came off here. Although some people are starting to put them back on for some reason, uh, but when the whole of society started taking off their masks. I had people talking to me like they knew me because they had seen me for two years. I had no idea who these people were because I had never seen their face. It was really funny. I was like, I don't know you. <laughs> who are you? I, uh, but they acted like I knew them. Very strange behavior. Oh, but they just all forgot. Oh, no, it's not that big of a deal. We just put it on. Don't worry. We don't have, we, you just forget about it. It's like, no, you, that's the problem. They're trying to make you a nothing. They're trying to make you just a blur. No personality. No one's seeing everything. And probably potentially have created a generation of kids that are going to grow up to be uh, what is it sociopaths where they can't recognize um, behavior or can't recognize emotion and things like that. Yeah, you know the, the crazy thing is when the uh, so the moment that face mask uh, became mandatory, I, I was stressed out so much, and I was afraid to go to the supermarket because I was not going to mm. wear a mask, but I was I was afraid for the reactions that I would get. And then um, I got used to being the only one not wearing a face mask. And um, yeah, and people also were used that I was not wearing a face mask. And then suddenly face masks were, were not mandatory anymore. And then I was like, it was so weird because you you would think that I would be happy with that. But actually I was not because I was suddenly I was like, now... I, I am like everybody else, like you know. <laughs> n- now yeah. you can't you you can't see the difference between the cowards and <laughs> and the fighters yeah. anymore. You know that now everybody looks the same again, and right. <laughs> you know, uh, we're not marked anymore somehow. And I was like, yeah, but it's also, it's so crazy because of course some people were still wearing the mask, are still wearing the mask. And I respect those people more than people who just put it on and take it off whenever the government tells it, them. Mm, you know, some true. people actually believe it and they they wear it all the time. And then I'm like, okay, so, you know, you, you are actually afraid. You actually believe it. Fine. You know? Yeah, it's a different thing. Yeah, yeah. sure. But, but when you do whatever the government tells you whenever and you don't even think about it, like... Come on, no. Yeah, I, I had a I had a friend say that the masking, like if you went into say an old folks' home or visit a relative who was scared, and you put on a mask to go see them, that I I have some empathy and grace for that too, because you're wanting to see this person who's terrified or thinks they're going to get something. That's that's kind of a different 
thing. And you're not doing it publicly. You know, it's not the virtue signaling thing. It's you trying yeah. to be nice and loving and caring and going to make sure this person's all right, hang out with them. And if they want that, okay. But some people wouldn't do it anyway. That's, again, also fine. But there was a lot of, I think what you're hinting at is the virtue signaling and the cowardice is what uh, angered yeah. you about it. Yeah, and just uh, like how how brain dead people seem to be. Like not not to insult mm. them in any way, but more like they they don't think. They just do whatever the government yeah. tells them to do. And then they don't think about it. They don't think like, oh, but wait a minute. Here I need to wear a mask and here I don't need to wear a mask. And now, you know, like it doesn't make any sense. No, they're like, okay, whatever, you know. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the government. Because there's something. Oh, I will listen to the government. Like, uh, you know, you know, yeah. that's where things go wrong, you know? <laughs> yeah, badly wrong. Um, is there something positive we can end on? <laughs> you got a positive message uh, that we could end on well, rather than masks? We, we sort of straight off. Okay. Things will get worse, but eventually Jesus will come back. And, and then we'll there will be a, a thousand <laughs> years of peace. Um, so there is positives, positives to look forward to. Hey, I do want to talk to you about narcissism, et cetera, and the yeah. mirror for narcissists and stuff, but we'll reschedule because it's yeah. been an hour and 20 and it's 20 minutes past what I said. Uh, but I have very much appreciated you and giving me the pearls, trying to give it a biblical <laughs> quote in here somehow. I don't know. But appreciate you coming on. Uh, do where, where should I send people to Literature World YouTube? It's probably the best yeah. place. And you can also go to my website, www.in-dreams.nl. In I'll chuck all the links in the show and, notes. And also you're mainly on Instagram, eh, social media. Is that the one social media you use? Instagram. Uh, I I use uh, literature one literature world one the most. Oh, on Instagram, yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. Thank you very much for being on the podcast, Lonica. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a nice talk.